Hi there, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and across the Six Nations as Europe's elite go head-to-head in rugby's oldest international competition. Each week, we'll be looking at the QBE predictor, which forecasts the results of each round of matches. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers, and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe now and download wherever you get your podcasts. As always, thanks for listening. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland, and this is The Leader. If you're taking a vehicle into or out of London, you're not short of miseries. The fuel crisis may be easing in the rest of the country, but drivers in the capital and the southeast will still be lucky to avoid queues. And that's if they can find a forecourt with supplies in the first place. And then there's this. She's in the ambulance! She's going to the hospital in Canterbury! Things have gone stupid! She's in Canterbury! A woman pleading with insulated Britain protesters who blocked the Blackwall Tunnel, stopping her visiting her mother in hospital. That moment was captured by an LBC reporter. I need to go to the The road was one of four clogged by the campaigners, who also hit Wandsworth Bridge, Hanger Lane and Arnus Grove. I'm joined by our associate editor, Jonathan Prynne now. Jonathan, let's start with the fuel crisis. When's that going to end? Uh, I'd love to be able to say it's over or it's going to end today, David, but I think uh, realistically what we're hearing from, from the industry uh, is that it could be another week before London, at least. London has been at the epicentre of this. Uh, it could be a week to 10 days before things return to normal. Um, of course, we've had a lot of predictions that things would return to normal very quickly, and they haven't yet, but uh, hopefully by next weekend we'll be getting there. Why is London, why is the South East so badly affected still? It, it's partly just a function of the, the sheer number of drivers uh, in a very densely populated part of the country. So there's, there's basically 25 million people who live in and around London in the, in the South East of England. So that's, that presents, and, and a huge number of filling stations, and that presents major logistical problems for the for the industry. On top of that, central London in particular, but London more generally, has been sort of stripped of, uh, of, of filling stations in, in recent years. So that means that the, the opportunities for filling up in, in, in London um, are, are fewer, and that's why you're getting bigger queues in and around the capital. Those drivers who have managed to fill up the cars coming into or getting out of London are being hit with this insulate Britain protest, which seems to be going on for a really long time now, and they were really pushing it today. Yeah, they've they've really taken the protest to London in a in a big way this morning. I mean, they've they've been focusing on on the motorway network outside London previously, but today they they hit four absolutely key sites, doing points north, south, east, east and west, I guess, to to make some sort of point, but. Yeah, and it, I mean, these are busy spots. It was right at, in the rush hour. These are busy spots that even on a normal day are, are heavily congested. Today, of course, they created absolutely gargantuan gridlock tailbacks. And as if drivers, you know, have not had, an, had enough to deal with over the past week, the, the tempers were boiling over in quite a spectacular way from the coverage 
We've seen with with protesters actually being dragged out of the road by members of the public, drivers, to try and make space for cars and more specifically, I suppose, emergency vehicles and things to, to get through. But yeah, it's, it's a tough start to the week for the, the London driving public. And this is despite legal action being taken against insulated prison, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, legal action is being taken, which will make it a lot easier to, to prosecute and, and imprison people who, who uh, block, block the highway. But that doesn't seem to be any sort of deterrent at all. In fact, if anything, I, I suspect the movement will be pretty delighted about uh, headlines about them being, you know, the, the, the sort of martyred, in effect, by, by being, being sent to prison. Uh, my, my worry is that tempers are now running so high uh, and feelings are running so high that someone's going to get hurt quite soon, which could take the whole thing into a, into a very different dimension. You and I both went on fairly long trips the other weekend separately. I went up to Edinburgh, yeah. you went up to Bristol. Yeah. When you leave London, you almost immediately notice the difference yeah. as you head further north. Yes, that's right. Um, the, the further that you get away from London, the better it gets, basically. I got very lucky. Uh, I managed to get into Heston services just outside London, having gone on, on various sort of uh, wild goose chases within London to try and find petrol um, before and then setting out to Bristol on, on a bit of a wing and a prayer. But I very luckily got, got petrol at, at Heston, which I can strongly recommend because it does seem to be well organised there, but I don't want to create a traffic jam at Heston services, but they were good. But they're not actually all the way down the M4, a lot of the service stations were saying, fortunately they were putting up notices on the motorway that, that uh, they were they were shut, so I didn't have to pull in or anything, But or drivers didn't have to pull in, but Bristol seemed to be fairly okay, and I, I think that is the message the further you go from London, the better it gets. I saw some pretty extraordinary scenes when I filled up my car on Thursday. I won't name the garage, but it was in Leytonstone. Uh, and there were cars going the wrong way down, the, on the wrong lane, yeah. blocking oncoming traffic, trying to skip queues to get into this petrol station. People were so desperate. That was last week. Are we still seeing scenes like that? Certainly over the weekend, uh, I, I saw scenes like that on, on the A4 coming into London near Hammersmith. There are very, very long tailbacks um, and other places around my part of London and West London. Very, very long tailbacks on, on the main road. People yeah, blocking pavements. None of it's good. Um, people are desperate. They're behaving in ways that they wouldn't dream of, I think, in, in, in normal circumstances. But... I would expect it to slowly get better this week. I know we've said that before, but we've got the army going out today, probably about 100 drivers focusing on delivering in, into London and the southeast over the next few days. So that should, all other things being equal, start to alleviate the situation within you know, 24, 48 hours. But, but it looks like it might be another week before we're properly back to normal. But I'd, I'd, I'd expect the desperation level uh to have, to have sort of subsided quite quickly and you know who we haven't really been talking about we're talking about the relief for drivers of course filling up their their, their cars and, and their vehicles but those poor people on the garage forecourts the people who've been selling them you know i've the, the the ones i've met have all been very good humored but they looked exhausted so they must be delighted this is it i i think that's absolutely right and the guy i spoke to at heston said exactly that um he said it's been absolutely draining for want of a better word uh over over the past week 
Um, just the sheer volume of people coming in, people, as you say, often in, in, in not in the best of tempers. Uh, so there's been a lot of sort of uh, therapy, I think, given out to, to drivers as well as petrol. But um, there, there was a guy quoted uh, on the radio that was speaking on the radio um, this morning. He was saying he'd actually been involved in pushing customers the last few yards into his forecourt because they'd literally run out of fumes in the queue. Uh, so they couldn't get onto the forecourt without the help of the garage staff actually <laughs> push, giving them a shout for the last the last few hundred yards. And we're, we're obviously hoping that over the next few days, few weeks, this is going to be all resolved. But there is that concern about Christmas, about those delivery drivers. Is that still present? Are people still worried about that? They are. They are, David. Yes, in fact... Um, Petrol uh, Retailers Association this morning flagged it up as, as possibly the next pinch point after we got this one sorted out because obviously what people do at Christmas, they go on long journeys to see friends and families who travel all over the country and we're talking about millions and millions of drivers. It's an enormous surge in demand. So there is a worry that unless we get totally on top of the situation over the next month or two, that come sort of the run-up, that last little run-up to the great getaway, we will start seeing um, shortages again, which obviously would be a catastrophe for family Christmas plans. Um, So it's it's a worry. Uh, Hopefully it'll be resolved by then. But yeah, I don't think we're totally out of the woods yet. And that's the leader. There's more on this story in the newspaper or at standard.co.uk where you can see some of the videos from those Insulate Britain protests. This podcast is back tomorrow at 4pm.